Your day has just begun. But for DJ and PK, they're just hitting their stride. It's time for all your headlines from the night in sports. As DJ and PK tell you what's trending. Are you ready? On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Hashtag Utah Jazz. Yeah, it was good to get a, another win, and yeah, the hard part is, I think we've done this twice this year, the hard part is, is honestly playing the same team again. It, it's hard to beat an NBA team once, let alone twice in a row, so I'm assuming, we're assuming they'll get someone back or a couple of their guys back, so yeah, we'll be ready for, it'll be a bit of a different game probably, but yeah, we obviously have the same same kind of mindset of just whoever's kind of out there, do what we do and hopefully get another win. There's Joe Ingles talking about the Jazz and the Clippers tonight, playing for the second time in three days. The Jazz uh, had to do this with New Orleans and with Dallas, and both times they were able to sweep it. So will they be able to sweep the Clippers? PK, do your L.A. sources you've told us about believe that Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, or Nick Batum will be back? They've all been listed as questionable. My guess is George is the one most likely to miss. I don't know about the other two. What do you think? Yeah, don't don't forget uh, Luke Kennard, too. I think he's a valuable member of their bench. And he's a decent shooter, and he was a late scratch the other night. So, I mean, he's not as uh, high profile as the other two, but I think he's right there with uh, the other guy. Batum there as far as being able to be productive so we'll see about who is out there and I've been told that uh, George is going to be out for a while so maybe they'll get the other guys back I don't know but the thing that uh, with the Jazz I think Joe in a very understated way sums up where they're at you know do what we do because they have such continuity and such flow, which is indicative of having won so many games, of course, that it really boils down to what they do as opposed to the opposition. And as long as they do what they do, which obviously they've been doing, (laughs) they're going to win a whole bunch more games to come. And it's really something that they're at an elite level now that they really just have to do what they do, and it doesn't matter as much. Now, obviously, the stars for the Clippers, if they're not there, makes it easier. I understand that. And maybe if you relate it to what's it Wednesday night, you know, maybe set it down five or so. Maybe they're down ten or twelve or whatnot. So it ends up being a little more difficult. But if the Jazz do what they do, they're going to be fine. So the question is, can they continue to do what they do? Can they keep their edge? Can they keep their focus? Because it's uh, just kind of a really human kind of thing to do to after a while get bored, lose your edge. I think we see this all across sports. It's hard to to bring it at a high level game after game after game and focus on all those details. The details are where it's at. See, that was the thing with those two guys being out and and Kennard and Batum also for the Clippers is the Jazz didn't bring it at a high level for the whole game, Mm -hmm. but they were still able to win and win easily. Uh, Mike Conley also questionable. So over the course of today, these two teams will... Update us, and social media will have it. We'll have it here on The Zone as we find out about all these players and who's going and who's sitting. DJ and PK. Hashtag NBA. Brooklyn Nets beat the Lakers 109-98. to Nets were up by 20 late in the third quarter. James Harden, 23 points, 11 assists. Uh, LeBron went for 32, but nobody went with him, PK. It was, well... A couple other guys were in double figures, but it no Anthony Davis, and he's going to be out for at least four weeks with a what they're describing as a strained calf. Calf blends into the Achilles, so really, what's going on? But 
Three guys in double figures. LeBron's going to need more than uh, Montrez Harrell and Kyle Kuzma in double figures. He's going to need a little more firepower. He goes for 32-8-7, but it's not nearly enough. Yeah, offensively, they don't overwhelm you with a number of guys. So that's always going to be an issue for them. You know, who's there to help? And then without Anthony Davis, obviously, it's going to be that much more difficult. But if you step back and tell me that if I'm a Laker person, that he's going to be back in a month, knowing that uh, part of that time you're off a fair amount, what are they, off a week or whatever it is, uh, next yeah, with the All-Star. early next yeah. month, yeah. That's a pretty good deal. If I'm the Lakers, I'm okay with that. I'm still trying to address other issues on my team. Uh, LeBron's all that, and he has been all that, but they still have other issues on that team, which is why I think they might make a move or two coming up next month. Wouldn't be surprising. Need a little more firepower there, a little more depth. LeBron James, by the way, did pass 35,000 career points with his 32 in the defeat. So... Another milestone for LeBron as he just keeps uh, is that a keeps big milestone? Him off. I, mean, uh, I have big, no idea. It's a big round number and it's it's elite. I think he's fifth or sixth in NBA history, and the way he's going, he's I mean he's got to. We keep saying that at some point he's got to slow down, but I mean, he's climbing up the career scoring list here. It's, yeah, I just I, that that's nice and all, but I don't really you don't think care. In basketball that matters. Nobody ever says, "Wow, Jordan is number two and number three. I have no idea what. Where is Jordan? I couldn't tell you. Jordan's fifth. LeBron's third now. Oh. That shows you how close that attention I've been paying. He's third. Yeah. Carl's Carl's second, and he needs uh, less than two thousand points to catch Carl. I think all time numbers really. It's just baseball. Is it even baseball after the home yeah. run title and Barry Bonds? Do people shrug at that? Or still uh, the milestones, the 3,000 strikeouts, the 3,000 hits, those resonate. Well, you just went to one one number. Yeah. I mean, there's several categories. Mm-hmm. Pete Rose is the all-time hits leader, and nobody shrugs at that. No, they don't. You're right. Uh, other NBA stuff. The Heat beat the Kings 118-110, and the Raptors gave the Milwaukee Bucks their fifth straight loss. The Bucks reeling here after a 110-96 loss. I just don't think they're that good. I mean, they didn't look good. Tampa really owned them pretty much the whole game. Tampa, well done. Uh, Bucks have dropped to third now. Brooklyn is now second, and Brooklyn's only a game behind Philly. So look out, the Nets, baby. Uh, and I would say look out. I think that's an excellent point because they get their guys. They have the opportunity to put something together here. It looks to me like if they can get their guys together, I mean, they've only played six games, complete games. I think uh, Durant had one other game where he had the, he didn't get to start, then he played, then he had to leave. Uh, so where they've only played the entire games, basically, in their regular rotations, it's just six times, and they're 5-1. They're and one. And if they settle into, all right, you do this, I do that, they can be tough. And it is formally, we were discussing yesterday that the NBA had not formally announced the All-Star Game, even though everyone seemed to think it was happening March 7th. Well, yesterday after the show, Adam Silver said that it will happen because it is the right thing to do. LeBron will captain the West, Kevin Durant will captain the East, and they'll draft their teams from the remaining 22 All-Stars on March 4th. Okay, so you can draft, can LeBron draft an East guy or just the West guys? No, I think then there shouldn't be an East and a West. I know. I'm with you on that. It's just name. There should just be how many? If you want 12, 13 guys, whatever, whatever number you set per team, then obviously you double that. But why in a world would you have an East and a West if they, if they're, if 
Durant, who's from the Eastern Conference, if he can draft a Western Conference guy, then there is no East and West. So just have the best guys. Just get it over with and get back to the NBA League play. Honestly, I wouldn't mind it if they'd skip the All-Star break and use that it's week to play more games. It's not about the game. It's about being an All-Star. I think that's a significant designation. I'm not talking about a game. I'm talking about a designation, and there's contract, the financial yep, bonuses. incentives and all that stuff. So I would. I have no problem with this as far as I'm intrigued who makes the All-Star team. The game's the game, so I don't blow that off, but... The actual all-star list, I think it's, it was a big deal. If you have an all-star, particularly if you haven't had an all-star for a number of years, that is something noteworthy. Well, then do away with the designation, East versus West. Just give me how many guys they have on the team, 12, so it's 24. Yeah. Give me the 24 guys, and away we go. Whether you play the game or not, I don't really care. Yeah. But I like to know who made the all-star team, and or teams in this case. Why have a a qualification where it has to be X number of guys from each conference. Well, there'll be a 25th guy this year because Anthony Davis will be an all-star and we know he's out. I won't be surprised if there's a 26th to replace Paul George. So, we'll see how this plays out. March 7th, not that far away now. All right, DJ and PK. Hashtag college basketball. BYU, an easy 80-52 to win in Stockton. They beat the Pacific Tigers. Caleb Lohner leads the way with 19 points. He had nine rebounds. He was hitting the three-ball PK. It was going in. Oh, yeah, he looked like a first-team all-whacker, didn't he? Ah, thank you, Riley. <laughs> he looked really good, and we've seen him progress along his freshman season. So obviously, he's got a world of athletic talent. I mean, he's got the height, sizes. For a freshman, he's got a nice body. It's not like, I mean, everybody can get stronger and all, but it's not like he's like Van Horn when he was a freshman. He was a rail. You know, he was a pencil-thin geek, and then you know, he gained they gained something like 50 pounds by the time he was a senior. Well, Loner doesn't really have to do that. Not saying that Loner is going to be Van Horn by any stretch. I'm just saying that this kid looks like he's got the measurables and he's got some talent to go with it and it's going to be fun to watch him develop uh, over the next few years hopefully for that case i mean the lone peak guys and mika was gone after two years and it never really worked out so you don't know but if he stays for all four years at byu he's going to be a fine fine player by the time he's done trevin nell sophomore from woods cross had 15 points that's a high for him and he was four of six from three. So those two guys were lighting up the three-point line. Yeah, it was funny watching that game, man, because they must have had nobody in the crowd because, I mean, literally no one. I mean, every time they made a bucket and made a three, <laughs> all you could hear was the PYU guys cheering away. You could practically hear their comments on television. At least I could. It seemed like they were exceptionally loud, but when you think there's nobody in there, that's going to make them louder. And they had it going on. I mean, that was a team that they needed overtime to beat at the Marriott Center and then just blow them off the court up there in uh, Stockton. BYU plays again tomorrow afternoon, 1 o'clock, at Loyola Marymount on the CBS Sports Network. And then they uh, reworked the end of the season, so BYU's going to have a couple of couple of home games next week, including St. Mary's on Saturday. Sounds like a good matchup. Uh, St. Mary's got worked by Gonzaga and is 2-5 and five in the West Coast Conference, so... Yeah, if you're going to watch Gonzaga and you want any form of competition, you better get there early. <laughs> right. Gosh, man, I was flicking you over to that thing, and it's just, what a joke, man. It was over. Utes, 20 turnovers. It was a bad game. They did not look good. 
They had about a four-minute stretch at the start of the second half where they went on a run and wiped out a yeah. six-point half-point halftime deficit. Took the lead. Uh, it was a fifteen to what would have been fifteen to eight run, and then they immediately gave up a seventeen-zero run and got themselves blown out with some horrible-looking turnovers. So seventy-four fifty-six the final. Listening to Larry uh, on the post-game. He's talking about the, when they did execute, which he acknowledged was not for a long stretch of time. They looked pretty good. But when they got out of that and had those turnovers, and they just looked awful. And he felt like a lot of it was self-induced. Now, maybe they couldn't have won that game either way, but they certainly could have been more competitive. I agree with him and what he was saying, that so much of it was self-induced. Absolutely. And, they, and, they, and they're down a couple of guys, and so they just didn't look good at all. They're just – they need to regroup and – and uh, see about next season. They play Oregon in Eugene tomorrow night, 7 o'clock on the Pac-12 networks. Uh, Utah State back in action. They're trying to split with Boise State. Lost to the Broncos. Broncos took over the top spot in the league with a win on Wednesday. They're playing tonight at 8 o'clock on Fox Sports 1. Scotty G will have the play-by-play on 1280 The Zone. Pre-game at 7.30. Game tips off at 8. David Locke will have the Jazz over on 97.5 The Zone while Scotty's on 1280. Big game, big game for the Aggies. They got to get a bounce back. Yep. Big Sky, your uh, NAU Lumberjacks got destroyed in in Ogden. Weber State wins ninety two fifty nine, and Southern Utah beats Sac State eighty eight sixty nine as they continue to battle for those top four spots in the Big Sky tournament. DJ and PK. Hashtag College Football. While your Lumberjacks were losing in basketball, your Arizona State Sun Devils were acquiring a Ute in free agency, as your head coach likes to say. Brian Thompson, leaving the Utes, he is going to Arizona State. He's got two years of eligibility. Started 12 games in his four years with the Utes. <laughs> that's, that's so weird. He's had four years, but he's got two more. But you get a red shirt, yeah, and there you go. Yeah, and then they let you. Bonus yeah, year. you get all that stuff going on, and then they created that rule too, where you could uh, play four games and still get the year back. That's like a three-year-old rule, I think. Uh, it's an interesting situation here, and I know some Utes are upset. You know, you go to a conference opponent, but I didn't see them winding up a storm when Darren Carrington wanted to come uh, from uh, Oregon, and it's the same type of deal. Now Thompson's uh, situation, I found it somewhat interesting because he's going to a school excuse me I got a cough <coughs> that is he's, basically the same as ASU they run the ball <laughs> they don't throw it that much but they have had high profile receivers be first round picks under the theory that if you run the ball a lot there's you still got to throw it 25 times a game and somebody's got to get Correct. those catches and Correct. if you're big time it's man to man coverage show what you got and Nikhil Harry did uh, yeah, and Ayuk did, and they got a kid, uh, Darby, here mm-hmm. this season who's expected. He, he actually ended up getting hurt in the first game and then didn't play. They only played four games, uh, even one game less than Utah. And so he didn't come back. Well, he's going to go to the NFL, and he's got an opportunity to play. Uh, although I think two of the three were not recruited by uh, Herm. They were recruited by Graham. Uh, but you know, I, I can argue that uh, – you could do that at Utah, too. But he decided to go, and I don't criticize him. These are college kids. One guy asked me about this. Oh, yeah, this is going to heat up the rivalry. I said, yeah, personally, I'm not into that. I mean, 
What do you expect me to do? If, they, if Utah's playing ASU, you expect me to root for Britain Covey to drop a pass or something? I'm too old for that. <laughs> just, <laughs> it's a football game. I have fun with it. I don't really go beyond that. But no, I don't. I don't get into that. That he went from one to the other, as far as and everybody knows, I went to issue and all that stuff. But, but I wish the kid success. No matter if he went to the U of A, it doesn't matter. Weaver State announced a two-year contract extension for Jay Hill, so he's now signed through the 2025 season. Want to place odds on him coaching the team in 2025? 2025, so what do we, we, we're just in, we have, well, their season, they're going to have a 2021 season. So how's that going to be? They're going to have two this seasons is, in this 2021? This is 2020 season, technically, this okay. spring, and then the fall will be 2021. Okay, so that, uh, I mean, I can't even put odds on that he was going to coach this season. No. <laughs> for, for that matter, yep. because, you know, who knows? Because with that domino effect, it looks like it's settled and things are calm. But to, to me, he remains a hot candidate. This does nothing if I'm a Weber State person in terms of ensuring that he's going to be coaching at uh, Weber State in 2025. Uh, the right opportunity has to be there. I mean, we all love the guy. We've known him for years, and we look at the work that he's done with Weber, and we just say, wow. It's excellent. This is, it's it, excellent. It really is. It's There's not no other it's, way to say yeah, it. Yeah, he's, he's blown past good and very good. He's an excellent territory. It's not easy to do what he does to win at that level at the Big Sky. I mean, the, uh, they're in the Big Sky at their level. Uh, there's a lot of competition out there. Uh, three straight shared league titles, and then in the playoffs, it's been quarterfinals, quarterfinals, semifinals. That's a really good run for a school that, if you go back and look it up, I think only has two or three, at least two, maybe three other playoff appearances, and he's gone quarter, quarter semis. That's excellent. Mm-hmm. Completely overachieving the uh, the school's football history. All right, DJ and PK. Hashtag NFL. Philadelphia Eagles agreeing to trade Carson Wentz to the Indianapolis Colts for a third-round pick this year, a conditional 2022 pick. Uh, whether that's first or second round or whatever. It depends on how much Wentz plays. If he gets to 75% of the Colts' offensive snaps, then, then it can be a first-round pick. The Colts had a great quarterback history, PK. Obviously, they had Manning, and then they moved him because they thought they had the next great quarterback. His career got cut short. Uh, and now they're into kind of the rent-the-vet stage here as they bring in Phillip Rivers, and now they bring in Carson Wentz. Yeah, but Wentz is much younger than Philip Rivers was. Absolutely. So uh, I think it's worth a shot. you got to have somebody. And there were times there when Wentz looked pretty good. And he's, that's the point, is he's young enough that it's not an outrageous resurrection if he should do it. So Kurt Warner, baby. Is that the best comparison? Because uh, Warner man, had the Super Bowl at the Rams. He went to the Giants, was completely unaffected. He went to the Cardinals. For some people, it's probably an afterthought. Not for you, because you got family in Arizona. You hear more about it. But Arizona, man, they, they get into the postseason, get hot, and he's back in the Super Bowl. Right, but I don't think that he was brought in to be a starter. I think he was brought in to be a backup. I mean, they thought Leinert was the guy, whereas Wentz, I think, is being brought in to be the starter. I think it's a different situation there. More expectations. Yeah, and who knows? I mean, obviously, Kurt Warner exceeded... He took a crappy franchise, literally, for 30 years, basically, and won, I think, four playoff games, if I remember correctly. 
and that was very, very impressive for a franchise that had done not a whole lot. So Wentz has got this opportunity here. And, you know, reading up on it yesterday, then it compares to, okay, what uh, we have a level of what's been established here as far as trading with the picks. What does that mean for Deshaun Watson? And then I saw that Sam Darnold, I saw somebody put out there that the Jets are intent on moving him, which to me pretty much guarantees Zach Wilson to the Jets. That does seem to be how that adds up. And yesterday, uh, while we were talking to Joe, ESPN was running a thing about who will be the Jets' starting quarterback next year. Obviously, I couldn't hear it, but it was a lot of video of BYU football. Yeah. And Zach Wilson was throwing the ball all over the place. So it's obvious they were talking about not just drafting him, but plugging him in as a starter day one. Well, I think that's the way it works now, unless you have an established quarterback that the rookie does play. Maybe not necessarily the first game, but he's on the field as a rookie. Like to a fair amount yeah. of PT. Or oh, I was thinking of Justin Herbert, but yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Tua, Tua got the fifth, sixth start, and Herbert, I don't know how that would have worked out if not for the shot. I mean, obviously he got out there right away because Tyrod Taylor and the doctor, but... All right, the, uh, the NFL also says it's testing the first position-specific helmet for linemen. It needs further testing. The players' union needs to authorize it. The helmet is uh, supposed to provide additional support in the front where most head impacts take place for players in the trenches. So, can you design a helmet that makes it safe for 300-pound guys to crash into each other? That is, that is the, the goal for science. Whether they can do it or not remains to be seen. DJ and PK. Hashtag Major League Baseball. Well, we were talking yesterday about the Padres and all the money they're spending, and you were saying, yeah, and, and everybody's got them listed as the second-best team in baseball, behind a team in their own division, the Dodgers, and the Dodgers' season win total is set by the Caesars Sportsbook and William Hill at 104.5, tying the 1999 Yankees for the highest win total in a sportsbook in the last 32 years. So you bet the over-under on their win total. And to take that over for the Dodgers, you got to pick them to win 105 games. That is a massive total, PK. Who's Bill Hill? William Hill, I think it's a, well, it's now a global sports book. I think it originally it was in England. But with the web, everything's, everything's intergalactic it's a now. global internet betting company, essentially, anymore. Yeah, and that's a high total, obviously, but I would never bet a penny because if they're at 103 and they got a couple of ball games yep. left and Take they've the already clinched everything, what difference does it make? You know, no one cares. You're not going to get anything. And at that point in the season, you're usually you're usually worried about aligning your pitching rotation. So that would make me very squeamish if they got to 103 or 104, and then they shut down their their, their guys. Right. <laughs> Running a bunch of AAA guys out there and just finishing up the season with the 40 man roster. Yeah, I think they they don't have 40 man roster. I don't think they bring up that many guys anymore in September. I think they, they have a rule against that, but uh, still. They're expected to do very well, as they've done for a number of years. What is Trending is brought to you by Shamrock Plumbing. There's no job too big or small. Get the personal touch with Shamrock Plumbing. Call them at 801-295-1690. That's Shamrock Plumbing. Time to welcome in Andrew Reinhardt from Wasatch Medical Clinic. He joins us once again. Andrew, good morning. 
Hey, good morning, guys. How you doing today? We are doing all right. After after the Wednesday snow commute, every every commute's easy after that. So, yeah. <laughs> so we're good. We're arriving with a, a lot less stress. All right, Andrew, you've got the uh, you got the uh, the treatment for ED Wasatch Medical Clinic. You've been on the air explaining this to guys, and uh, and lately you've been telling us that there's more studies coming out, and Cambridge University is looking into this. Yeah, that's exactly right. Uh, I think four or five years ago we were kind of the only ones saying, hey, there's a treatment for ED that could work, guys. It's different. And now the studies are agreeing with us. Cambridge University just came out with a study. They tested hundreds of men with erectile dysfunction. They used our technology, the acoustic wave therapy. Um, Basically, I mean, there's a lot of data, but basically at the end of it, they said it's safe, it's effective. In fact, every single man that they tested experienced an increase in blood flow and bigger blood vessels. So this is pretty cool. If you're out there struggling with erectile dysfunction, if you're sick of the pill or don't want to take the pill, we can improve your blood flow with just a few treatments. We use the most advanced form of technology. So I kind of think this is a breakthrough and a great thing for guys struggling in the bedroom. And why do men want to stop taking the pill? Because that has been the other option for quite some time, and we always see the ads on games. Everybody's seen them. Yep. It's mostly because of the side effects, the headaches, the blurred vision. Also, the lack of spontaneity, which I think we don't talk about enough. Um, The pre-planning that goes into that, uh, the spouses don't understand how much of a stress that is. So getting away from that whole disaster is a breath of fresh air for guys. All right, guys, you got a special offer if you want to take advantage of it. Explain, Andrew. Yes, we do. We believe in delivering a lot of value. Uh, if you're struggling with ED and want to take the first step in being screened by our medical doctor, we're going to do that free. And we're also going to throw in this little gift. It's actually gotten better. It produces instant results in the bedroom. New patients right now even get free testosterone if you're feeling a little lethargic. So, a lot of value this morning. Give us a call here at Wasatch Medical Clinic now, and it's all free. Okay, guys, you can put a stop to your ED. Call Wasatch Medical right now to claim the offer at 801-901-8000. 801-901-8000. Wasatch Medical at 801-901-8000. Thanks, Andrew. Thank you, guys. The Big Show. The Big Show. With Jake Scott and Gordon Monson. Sam Amick. I still see national pundits compare the Jazz to the Hawks of a few years ago that were so good but ended up flaming out. Is this a case where the Jazz really can't win those people over to their side? Because 20 of 21, it doesn't get much better than that. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like Donovan Starr does continue to get brighter, but it's not as bright as a James Harden or a LeBron. If you ask the casuals why Utah is winning every night, they say, tell me what LeBron's doing. But they're earning respect on a nightly basis. They're winning even when they don't play all that well, which is a sign of a really good team. They're winning when they got guys out of the lineup. They seem to also keep their perspective on the big picture and know you don't want a championship a couple months into the regular season. Catch the Big Show weekdays from 2 to 7 presented by Big O' Tires. The team you trust on 97.5 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Hot Takes or Toast brought to you by Jerry Signer Cadillac. Jerry Signer Cadillac you can shop your way and get a piece of luxury you deserve. Stop by and test drive one today. All right, PK, we've got, uh, as usual, we have multiple questions uh, to debate, but Charles Barkley, (laughs) man, 
He thinks Jordan Clarkson should be on the all-star team ahead of Anthony Davis. How about that? Is he just, is this just TNT sucking up to the Jazz? Is there some kind of collective guilt over the Donovan Mitchell thing now? Because this take is, or is this just, uh, just Barkley being a free thinker? I think it's Barkley thinking on his own, whatever you want to call it, it's up to you. And, you know, listening to it, uh, he feel, and he didn't back down. And the more you pushed him, and they were pushing him on it, he was standing his ground. And, uh, you know, it's, it, we're talking about sports, so it's not like, you know, it's not a, a big uh, controversial topic here. It's just fun stuff that, that people, that's why they tune into it, because they view it as a diversion. It's fun. It's entertainment. So put it in its perspective for sure. But he was sticking to what he was saying. And I thought it was cool. Uh, you know, because uh, we as a community think that this ball club doesn't get the per- respect that it deserves and all this, and we're always a backwater place and blah, blah, blah. And, well, okay, what does that mean? Well, eh, you know, I think it means something in terms of respect, and do you get the respect out on the floor from the officials' calls? Because we know there's such a thing as star treatment, and if you're able to get more publicity around your program and all that stuff you know maybe it could help out on the floor and jazz uh, jordan clarkson being recognized as by one former all-star himself as a potential all-star i think that's pretty cool brian says chuck is the most interesting person on the panel and he's right about clarkson who is shredding the league shredding the league shredding the league Uh, Clarkson straight up money, David says. There have been some legendary heat-up guys in the league, and Jordan Clarkson is one of them. Vinny Johnson, Andrew Tony, and others were just pure scores. Andrew Tony, man, I haven't thought of that name in a yeah. long time. He was not a bench player, if I remember, though. Was that he? was not how I remembered him, but that's I far enough I back. Remember, I'm, yeah, I know. I, I would think someone more recent, you know, you know, Lou Williams, you know, there's there's a heat up guy. He can get it going and look out. Lou Williams, uh, sure, yeah, and he moves in the starting lineup sometimes. Does yeah, uh, been around Jamal Crawford. Jamal Crawford's another excellent example. Been Jazz have been there. on the wrong end of both those guys' explosions. I was going to say Jamal Crawford has done it regularly against the Jazz in particular. Yeah, yeah but not just the Jazz. I know he does a lot of people, but the Jazz when they play him, it seems like he's always had some. Yeah, legendary. It's funny, you know, the other night against the Clippers, he's 18, but he was 7 of 23. That sucks. That's a very low percentage, (laughs) and that's a huge number of shots. (laughs) Yes. When you're playing uh, in the, let's see, he played, well, he played 33 minutes, which is one of the higher number of minutes, I think, probably, that he's played. When he had 40, I think he was only like in the 26-minute range. So... Uh, man, he has the ultimate green light. I put out a couple weeks back, uh, man, it seems like uh, he has all the moves. I think I put out a name me a movie he doesn't have, and several people responded with pass. hey Yeah. So is it, But I don't think it's a situation where it's for better or worse, meaning, you know, like youth basketball, what are you going to get tonight, guys? There, there are times you looked really good this season and times you looked awful. And last night, one of those times you looked awful. I don't think it's to that point. It's not like, wow, what are we going to get out of this man tonight? 
because I think the level that he's established is we're going to get a fair amount of points. Now, are we going to get a whole bunch? Because obviously in shooting, some nights are shooting, you're shooting better than others. It's the nature of shooting. I think it'll always be that way for a player like him and for most players for that matter. You know, not to go bare because he's taken most of his shots within two feet, if not right on top of the rim. So his shooting is going to be fairly consistent. It's just going to be a question of FGAs that is going to vary from game to game. Well, with Jordan, FGAs usually isn't going to vary. Usually there's going to be a fair amount of FGAs. Uh, just a question of how many uh, FGMs are there in terms of field goals made because he's going to get his shots and that's what uh, Quinn Snyder has authorized basically he has Clarkson has Quinn Snyder's permission to jack it up (laughs) there's just obviously he's got it so if you got your coach saying that you're good to go I remember one time we had pace in I always enjoyed talking to him about basketball because I thought he understood the game really well and he was talking about Hayward and the three of us were in there, and we were, we were actually taping a segment. He showed up to do a commercial, and we said, get in here. And uh, we brought him into the other studio down the hall, and he made a comment about Hayward. He said, he's talking about the elbow shot. He said, if you've got that shot, you must take it every time. And then before I could say, yeah, but he had just answered his own question. He said, if the coach doesn't like it, that's up to him, and then he'll tell you, and he'll take you out. But you as the player, that's your shot, and you have to take it. Well, you translate to Jordan Clarkson. Now, I'm not in the locker room or behind the scenes, but I don't know that Quinn Snyder has ever said, hey, don't take that shot. So he has full authority <laughs> to do what he thinks is right by the coach and that has got to be very empowering and it's got to be hard maybe for Quinn Snyder to basically give that player that permission because you're going to get a seven for 23 night now the game before was it was it the game before it was, was Philly that he 40 went for 40 and he went yeah it's a very went, game before he was 13 of 20 in that game yeah so over the two games he's 20 of 43 which is basically who he is I mean, he's shooting 45% from the floor, and he's shooting 38% from three. And so he's got the green green light. The green light is based on situations. I asked Quinn about this in one of the Zoom availabilities early this year, and the, the shot that Jordan gets told not to take is when he dribbles and changes directions the third time. Quinn answered the question, and he gave a typical thorough, you know, I don't know what it was, 90-second, two-minute answer, whatever. And at the end, he said, and most of it was positive about what he want, the shots he wants Jordan to take. At the end, he said, but when he changes direction the third time, the whole defense collapses. By then, it's time to have given it up. You know, it was like, it was like all this positive, and then there was five seconds of, and don't do this at the end. So I don't think if it's a catch-and-shoot three and he's open and he misses it, I don't think Quinn says boo. Now, if he puts it on the ground and he changes direction once, fine, or second time, but you know, by the time you go the third time, the help has found you and is you know, blocking or changing that shot. And I think that's probably the only time Jordan hears no. I think the rest of the time the light is green. You know, that and in Quinn's tone he was pretty serious and there's a little there's a little grinding of teeth going on. So he's probably told him that more than once. But that was kind of Jordan's default way of playing when he got here, and he has definitely trended into catch and shoot mode. He's shooting way more three pointers than he used to. That number he was uh, four maybe four three pointers a game 
uh, before he got here, and that that's four, five, six, eight, just boom. And he's he's shooting eight a game now. That's a lot, yeah, for an individual, especially coming off the bench. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's got to be so empowering uh, to know that you've got your support, uh, the support of the coach right there. And that to me, that's the essence of coaching right there is putting guys in the position to get the maximum success. That's It's up to them to get the success. They've got to go do it. But the coach particularly at the pro level, has got to put the player and players in position to succeed. And this this season, Quinn Snyder's got the Jerry Sloan method. I mean, Jerry did it, and obviously I refer back to him in a lot of different ways and watching him coach all those years and then getting to know him a little bit on a personal level after he was done coaching. I'm, uh, I can't say enough. Uh, but And I've always believed that, even before I got to know Jerry, that the essence of the coach is to put the player in the position to succeed, and then it's up to the player to go ahead and do it. And you look at what Quinn Snyder has done this season. You know, He's put guys in position to succeed and to be better probably than we thought they were going to be. So you're squeezing out whatever talent they've got, and they've all got talent or they wouldn't be in the league, obviously. He's doing that, and Clarkson is right there, and there's several guys that I could list, but Clarkson is right there. And it's got to be where you're playing free and you're not questioning because that was Pace's mindset when he was talking about Gordon Hayward. You can't be tentative. You've got to be assertive. You've got to be able to have confidence to do what you can do so you don't question yourself. That was his whole point. And Hayward was kind of in the position of, blossoming a little bit he hadn't blossomed to the level I think when we were having that conversation with Pace he was saying that pre all-star Hayward and we saw him get better and better and a lot of it was just have that confidence to go about and know that what you're doing out there is the right thing and you know the shots don't always fall you can do the right thing many times in basketball but the shot doesn't go in it's just the nature of the shooting to an extent but everything that leads into it I think that was what Pace's point was at that time. And then you see Clarkson, because it doesn't look like he lacks for confidence at all. And it looks like, man, he is very assertive, and he's got a plan when he gets that ball. And that's obviously to put that ball in that basket, and that could be accomplished in any number of ways with him because he's got so many different moves that he can utilize. All right, DJ and PK, we got more of your reaction coming up. Charles Barkley thinking Jordan Clarkson should be an all-star over Anthony Davis. Now, it doesn't appear AD's going to play in the game, so I guess they can pick him and then replace him with somebody. So that discussion kind of changes when you take the injury into, into effect. But uh, Charles Barkley, all in on Jordan Clarkson. More of your reaction coming up. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. David Locke will be here in about 20 minutes. Stay with us. Number one. The Zone Sports Network is Utah's number one choice for sports radio in Utah. From DJ and PK to Hanson Scotty and the Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott, the Zone continues to dominate the competition. Thank you to all of you that continue to make the Zone Sports Network Utah's highest rated, most listened to sports station. Your home for the best coverage of the teams you're passionate about is right here. 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. 
DJ and PK brought to you in part by Davis Vision. Davis Vision's New Year's special continues through February. Save $1,000 off normal pricing now through the end of the month. Check them out now at davisvisionmd.com. Question of the day. Charles Barkley throwing everyone a curveball on TNT, saying Jordan Clarkson should be an all-star on the all-star team ahead of Anthony Davis. PK, was that the biggest curveball you heard all day long? Or was it... Donovan Mitchell and Joe Ingles and Joe coming on our show and saying he and Donovan had a had a bet about Donovan throwing ten pitches. Joe gets ten hacks, ten swings. Can he just put one ball in play in fair territory? That was the big issue yesterday, and we know Donovan Mitchell's had a background in baseball. I was thinking about this though yesterday. Uh, I think Joe was underestimating the level of difficulty. Now, I need to know, for Mitchell, I don't know. I know he played the game, and his father has the background in professional ball with the Mets. We all know that. But I don't know what did Mitchell do. Was he a center fielder? Was he a shortstop? Did he play second base? I don't know. If you're telling me he was a pitcher and he played it at a high level and he played travel ball as a pitcher, I think Joe might be in trouble. But if he just knows that he played ball, oh, give me that ball, I could throw it by you, uh, and – Either way, he hasn't probably done it in, what, five or six years. He's 24, so I'm assuming, I don't know, did he play baseball as a senior in high school and then just concentrate on basketball? Or were one of these guys to say, basketball's my thing, and he gave it up as a sophomore? So I'm not sure. I would have to get information. But if, if Donovan Mitchell was a decent travel ball pitcher, ooh, I think Joe might have some issues there. He was a pitcher in high school. He did pitch. And it, did he play the whole time, or did he give it up knowing that basketball's my future? Some of, Sometimes those guys do that. He hung it up, I believe, as a junior, if I recall correctly. I'll have to double-check that. Yeah, yeah but I, the, I the point is, if he can change speeds, and if there's movement on the ball, Joe's odds of success go, go way, way down. down. And I wasn't even clear, because Joe doesn't really speak baseball lingo. Split and then Mitchell was on social media. Yeah, Mitchell was on social media saying, well, we didn't agree on some of this stuff exactly. So, yeah, the bottom starts dropping out of those pitches. How is Joe supposed to hit him? Well, yeah, I think you have to have uh, – you've got to get the lawyers have got to come to the table <laughs> and have some form of negotiation. Absolutely. Get your lawyers, guys. Because it's uh, Joe kept saying 10 pitches. I, I, would, I would not author 10 pitches. I would say 10 swings. So, I mean, there would be no way that I would get in there and just give the man 10 pitches to do whatever he wants. Uh, because Mitchell, if he was a pitcher, then he knows, okay, I watch him take a swing, see where his sweet spot is, and then don't throw it there. <laughs> so he could uh, manipulate that thing there. Uh, but I don't I don't think it's as easy as Joe thinks. I don't care that he plays. They call it sport. And he'll always say, I played sport. We say sports. But he'll say, I played sport. Great. Joe, I don't care what sport you played, because hitting a baseball from an accomplished pitcher is the hardest thing that we have to do in sports. It's the only sport where you could be a failure so many times, far more than achievable in terms of success, and be considered in a success. So you can be just, we know, 300 which means three out of seven, is the level of success. It's Hall of Fame success. So, And I know people want to crack on baseball, but I think it's the hardest thing to do when you stand in that box and that guy's 60 feet away and you don't know what's coming. And he's accomplished. And so he could spot it, 
he can rotate it, and he can gas it. Now throwing seventy five, that's not that's not gas. Seventy. I, I think if if Donovan threw seventy five eighty right down the middle, yes, I think Joe can hit it. All right, I think PK. He can make contact. Do you know what ended Donovan Mitchell's baseball career? Tommy John surgery. No, not Tommy John. Uh, he realized he I'm really good at this other Yeah, sport. he scored 50 <laughs> in a basketball game, and that ended his baseball career. He had an AAU uh, season ended early due to a collision with a catcher as a sophomore in high school that suffered a broken wrist and a broken jaw. That ended his baseball career as a sophomore. So he tried to run him over, or what was he doing? It says a collision with a catcher. So I'm assuming he apparently tried to probably run him over. But he suffered a broken jaw and a broken wrist, ended his AAU season, and after that it was all hoops. Okay, so he played two years then. Correct, two years. Uh, well, he obviously made the right choice, and I don't know if that injury where he said, oh, forget that, or it forced him to, uh, I'm not sure. I don't know. This is the first I'm hearing about any of this, so I don't know any of this information. But if Mitchell knows his way around a mound and can do a lot of different things with the ball, I'm not sure that I – I, but you're going a very low level. All he's got to do is just put one in a fair play. Oh, and part of my negotiation was you can't bunt it. That has come that, up multiple times here. People are saying uh, Joe's got hand-eye coordination, and all he's got to do is bunt. Justin, if Joe puts bunt in one, bunts one in play, then he wins. That's pretty easy. No, um, that's not fair. <laughs> Joe's crafty. He'll bunt. Otherwise, Donovan wins, Jason says. No, I want a real hack. Yep. At least hit a grounder to sing it. I'm assuming that's in the rules that you actually have to swing at it. It's yeah, a little it's negotiated. It's got to be an official <laughs> swing. Uh, and then we got this one, which kind of you kind of touched on this. Eric says Donovan wins because Joe won't stay in the box until pitch six, and he won't swing until pitch nine, so he has little chance of putting one in play. And that goes back to your point about, hey, it's got to be ten swings. So he's got to get a couple looks, and then along the way he shouldn't have to chase a pitch that's out of the strike zone. Oh, yeah, because if you're Mitchell you just and you know how to throw, <laughs> right. all, all, I mean, all you got to do is just pitch him away. You know, we see that all the time on 3-0 and o counts, or 0-2 and two counts, I should say. Don't throw a strike, you know. Make the guy go fish. So when you got that going on there, so, yeah. I mean, if, if Donovan is crafty with the ball and something tells me he would be, uh, that that would that would work, but I mean I think that they ought to jump on that. I think they ought to have it in conjunction with the bees game. Bees schedule came out. Uh, yeah, well, it was, I think it was yesterday, and they're playing a little longer. They used to quit on Labor Day, but now they're going a couple weeks longer than that. Uh, get that out there. I think people would love that, man. Uh, I think they'd absolutely love that. Uh, two high-profile guys, and you have charity, and people could participate and TV would be out there that could be a lot of fun and then get any get anybody in there who thinks they can hit Mitchell who thinks <laughs> Mitchell pitches his arm off <laughs> you got a line of jazz fans all the way around the block no no not I'm talking about jazz players oh okay not just Joe Blow off the street Royce O'Neal you want some of this yeah <laughs> Donovan's calling guys out of the dugout. Come on, Royce. Pick hey, up boy, a bat. Get over here. Jordan picks up a bat. I'll take some cuts. <laughs> they could have a lot of fun with that on a beautiful summer night. Mm. Uh, Rusty says it won't happen. Somebody will tell Jazz ownership about it. Shut it down. That was actually uh, Jake Scott's point in the afternoon. He says, Dennis isn't going to let this happen. You can't mess with Donovan's shoulder. 
Donovan's going to want to win this so bad, he's going to throw his arm out. He hasn't thrown a pitch in how long? Well, then obviously he would get ready. He would start to condition himself. I and mean, What are you going to do? Are you going to keep him in, a, in, a, in an enclosed in a case the, the entire offseason? Come on. <laughs> All right, it's time to bring in Andrew Reinhardt, Wasatch Medical Clinic. He joins us now. Andrew, good morning. Good morning, guys. Yeah, so you think Joe Ingles could get a hit off Donovan Mitchell, former high school pitcher? Oh, sure, yeah. <laughs> you didn't really sell that with a lot of conviction, Andrew. <laughs> I think I missed the first part of the conversation. Okay. So I'm a little out of the list. <laughs> yeah, well, the, Joe mentioned that uh, Donovan's been talking about what a good baseball player he was, and if, uh, if he gets 10 pitches, can Joe get a hit off Donovan? And apparently they've been on the bus going back and forth and are wagering a significant amount of money for charity, of course. Oh, interesting. Uh, That's a good pay-per-view program. Right <laughs> See, look at you, the business <laughs> mind. It just starts clicking in. All right, Andrew, tell us about Wasatch Medical Clinic, uh, the latest work, and uh, what kind of results you're hearing from uh, patients. Well, guys struggling with ED have had nowhere to turn for 30 years. The pill, the pill, more pills, and more headaches. Uh, Wasatch Medical Clinic uses uh, the two most advanced forms now, actually, of acoustic wave therapy. FDA registered, uh, studied now, and uh, let's see, 40 clinical studies now is what we have, showing that this regrows blood vessels. If you can just imagine life in the bedroom with more blood vessels, wider blood vessels, that is what our treatments can accomplish, and pretty easily, actually, over about two to three weeks. So this is a game changer if you're a little frustrated. Maybe you don't have full-blown ED. Maybe you just want to improve the frequency. Um, this can help, and it can get you off of the pill. So as, uh, as guys start uh, going through this treatment and all that, you, you ask them a bunch of questions, and so you've also, you've also collected a lot of information on now what the top causes of EDR. Yeah. We see the same things over and over. We see a lot of diabetes and prostate issues. Uh, we see a lot of blood flow and circulation issues. Those would probably be the top ones that I would name, but... I also would say that this is just the way a man ages. Um, You know, our blood vessels are tiny to begin with in this part of the body, and anything can disrupt those. The American lifestyle, how we eat. So you're more normal than you think. You're not too young if you're out there struggling. So you got a special deal for people. We do. If you want to put a stop to the ED, if you want to use scientifically proven technology to do it, uh, call us right now at Wasatch Medical And we're giving away a lot. It's the assessment and the exam with our doctor. He'll do a blood flow ultrasound. Really cool. Little special gift. We've enhanced this recently. It produces basically immediate results in the bedroom. And new patients even get free testosterone. Help with a little of the drive in the bedroom. So call us now. There's a lot of value. And it's all no charge. You can go Wasatch Medical right now to claim that offer. 801-901-8000. Wasatch Medical. 801-901-8000. It's 801-901-8000. Thanks, Andrew. Thank you, guys.